I'm Amanda. And I'm Erin. We've got fat faces. And we've got some feelings. <laughs> hey, Amanda. What is up, Erin? I love you. <laughs> Your love for me is up. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's pretty much. It's, it's gone up. It's on the up. It's on the up? Yeah. Well, that's good. My love for you is also on the up. All right. Well, we've covered that. (laughs) Erin. Yes? It's been so long since I've seen your lovely fat face. It's been so long since we've um, had these microphones in front of our fat faces. It's true. It's so true. Why is that? I think it's this thing called life. I believe in a thing called life. It really <laughs> fucks with podcast recording. It does. It um, sure does. Yeah. So. Took a little break. We'll just call it a no apology summer. <laughs> right? Well, yeah. That goes with our the theme of the year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unapologetic. Um, um, <laughs> no apologies. Unapologetic. Oh, sorry. Hello. Hello. Danny loved that. Danny is the dog. He's our watchdog. Yeah. Apparently something, some commotions are going yeah. on. He's he's not apologetic either. <laughs> or maybe he is apologetic and he's mad about it. <laughs> hey Danny, go to your kennel. Okay? No. I know he's he, a good boy. He walks away. Yeah, I know he walks away like I like just yelled at he him. He did the sad Hulk walk away. He does. He puts the <laughs> he puts the tail between the legs like, oh <laughs> I just was trying to protect our house. Oh, anyways, welcome back to the pod. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> what are you laughing about? <laughs> just laughing. I do. I'm just happy to be back. Yeah. So, um, it's been a wild, wild month. Yeah, it has. We, um, didn't release any episodes during the month of July. Which no. was totally on purpose. To- yeah, we totally planned that break. So, um, thanks for hanging with us and thanks for coming back. We have things to say and feelings to feel. Yeah, and we've been storing all of them for just this moment. Yes. We yeah. don't let any feelings out except for like one hour once a month or so. That's true. Yeah. That's true. So we're, so. Really, we're really constipated with feelings I'm right like now. I'm like leaking. That was inappropriate. I'm just kidding. Okay. It was beautiful. Honesty is sometimes gross. Yeah. Yeah. Vulnerability is messy. (laughs) Sticky. (laughs) We'll get to more about being sticky later. Welcome to Fat Face Feelings. Yes. You gonna be sticky. (laughs) Sticky with emotions. Um, Can I start with some real big emotions that I felt in the last month Yes, that um, some others I know have shared with me, but you and I haven't had a chance to like talk a lot about. Mm -hmm. So on Friday, July 19th, -hmm. two days after my birthday, Mm -hmm. happy birthday to me. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) My husband Um, and I were just minding our own business at work and then he texts me and says he got tickets to Lizzo at Portland that night. 
Yeah. So we left work early. We ditched work early and drove to Portland. Took us freaking five hours to get to Portland. Mm-hmm. What would normally take us three hours. Got there just in time. I just need to tell you, it was one of the most spiritual experiences I've had in a long time. Mm. It was lovely. There were plenty of things about being at the venue that were not ideal as a fat person, as two fat people, one mid fat, one super fat. Um, But I'm just going to tell you right now, I don't feel like going into that stuff. We talk about that stuff a lot, Mm -hmm. but I kind of just want to focus on how wonderful Lizzo was Mm. and what a wonderful experience it was for me. Um, She sang all the songs you would want her to sing, which are all of her songs pretty much from the last like three years. Um, She was unapologetically herself on stage. Sasha Flute came out multiple times. And we had some going to church moments and church with the twerk, baby girl. Listen, it was just so good. I cried. I laughed. Mm. I fucking danced the whole time and sang along and just, I mean, I was exhausted afterwards and then we had to drive home from Portland. So that wasn't a great choice, but it was worth it. Yeah, it was so worth it. And even Wayne enjoyed it. Like, it was so good. She was so good. Um, yeah, it was amazing. So one thing that I've loved is um, at her concert, you know, she had several times where she just kind of sits on the stool and just kind of talks and connects with the audience like a lot of people do at their concerts, you know, and she's got great stuff to say. And and I guess she started saying this thing where she says, if you can love me, you can love yourself. Um, Lizzo. Yeah. So, of course, at the concert when she's saying that, I'm like, I just start crying immediately. So, I guess she started saying it at all her concerts. Because she also said it at um, on the NPR Tiny Desk concert. Did mm-hmm. you get a chance to watch that? Yeah. Yeah. That's loved that. So good. So, she said it again on there. And, of course, again, I was just like, oh, it just really, like struck me um and someone posted there was a um, post that went viral about it about talking about you know we've all been saying for so long like you have to you can't love others unless you love yourself first Mm -hmm. you know but lizzo really put that on its head and said instead hey you love me so you can love yourself um, if you have a chance, I'm telling everyone, if you have a chance to see Lizzo while Lizzo's on tour right now, drop everything, go get there somehow. I promise you it will be such a good, such a good experience. I wish that we could have shared that me and you, Amanda, but I think we will. <laughs> I think we will soon. We'll be I'm able to glad you got to share it with again. your hubby hub. Yeah, it was good. It was a really nice birthday surprise. Yeah. From him. Wayne, Wayne killed it with that. That's a really good surprise. Yeah. Good job, Wayne. Yay. Thank you, Lizzo. Yes. For existing in the world. So loving Lizzo more than ever. Um, bought all the t-shirts um so I'll, I'll be wearing lizzo 
um, merch from now on <laughs> solely. I will not be wearing any other clothes. I don't want to expose so. you, but you're not wearing Lizzo merch right now. You know what? I, they're in the wash. <laughs> There's got to be some laundry days. Yeah. No, that's real. So anyways, I love that's, that. that's been probably one of the highlights since we last spoke. One of my favorite things about being Erin's friend is that her and Wayne are pretty spontaneous people. And so, like, which me and my husband are not, but because his job is, like, insane. So we have to plan everything. But then, like, I love getting these rando text messages from Erin of, like, Amanda, I'm on my way to see Lizzo. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, (laughs) oh, my God. I'm, like, I'm sitting at work in my counseling office and, like, I'm on a break or some shit. And um, I get, and I, and I like pick up my phone and see this message and I'm like, you know, very professional, <laughs> very professionally. I go, oh my God, like really loud. And then of course, like everybody's like, what? Like <laughs> we're doing therapy. And I'm like, oh yeah, sorry. We're um, so serious. Yeah, I know. We're being serious. We're doing serious work over here, which we are like, that's not a joke. But I was like, y'all, my friend's going to see Lizzo. And everybody understood. Yeah. All was forgiven immediately. Of course. Yeah. So even though I didn't get to go on that adventure, it was really cool to um, just like get that text message and just like know that like that was a huge surprise for your birthday. And so it's totally okay that I didn't get to go. Yeah. I I experienced a lot through your joy. And Thanks. I appreciate you sharing your joy <laughs> with everybody else too. Yeah. It was awesome. That's amazing. So yeah, it's been... Um, it was definitely a weird month. We both had um, stuff going on. Uh, different family things were happening. Um, so we just kind of decided to take a break. Um, so I'm, I'm sharing this because I don't think I've actually shared this with Erin yet. But a few people reached out on um, Instagram when I posted about um, self-care and taking a break. And, and I wrote about like essentially how like you know this is a free podcast you know and like one of our major rules is that like we want this podcast to always feel like a choice because it's it's something we do for fun we get we love the community aspect of it we love creating like being a part of the conversations that are out there um but that once you get like locked in obligated like there's no more choice involved like it's easier to lose that sense of choice and one of the things that Erin and I have talked about a lot is that the podcast will never be more important than like our friendship um our personal lives like taking care of us self-care and a few people when I made that post like messaged um us and basically were like just wanted to say like thanks for that message because they all you know they were feeling like so many people especially like which we're not we're not influencers i'm not trying to like (laughs) compare us to like people who have like millions of followers or anything but they're like they like people who um have any type of platform or whatever don't usually talk about like taking breaks and like what their priorities are and how it is okay to prioritize your health mental health whatever relationship whatever that might be um over the thing that you're doing Now, I do want to add that we don't make money off of this, right? Like, so we do have that option. It's not our livelihood. Right. Um, But at the same time, like, I think it is an important message because so often, especially in the fat community, self-care is, um, you know, basically it's a naughty word. 
it's a naughty concept. We're not, we are not supposed to care for ourselves. Right. A good fatty. Right. And even like the idea of not participating in something, even like podcasting can be viewed as, oh, like we're going, like we're lazy. Right. Which, you know, is another. Yes. Yeah. One, you know, and I think laziness when you're a fat person, like that's something we probably have all heard way, way too many times in our lives that if you're not doing what the able bodied straight sized person is doing, you're lazy. And, you know, so <clears throat> taking time and actually saying like, no, this isn't about lazing. This is about self-care. It's not because we don't love this community. It's not because we don't love doing this, but like it is our choice, you know, and we will exercise that choice. Mm-hmm. And we want to support the folks who are also making that choice because there are people who things like this are their livelihoods yep. and they also deserve to take a break. Absolutely. And don't owe explanations to anyone for why or when or for how long. And they still deserve to be supported and to be paid for their work. Yeah, absolutely. Yay. <laughs> Yes, exactly. So I did want to share that because I thought it was, um, I thought it was really nice to hear. It's, it's, you know, when you're doing these types of things on social media, like your, your um, social, the community that you have online is like your outlet to what people are thinking, obviously. So when they actually reach out and say, and validate something and say, like, I just appreciate that you said this, like, it, I don't know, it's, it's always nice, gives you the warm fuzzies, makes you feel like, okay, like, you know, this is not that like, it's again, it's like we did what we did. We made the choice that we made, but it's always nice when the community like reaches out and says like, this is good. Thank yeah. you for doing this. Thank you for saying this. Solidarity. Right. Exactly. It's like, we don't need the permission, but the validation is sure fucking nice. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. And it helps too, because I think there's been some moments also during this break where I haven't been feeling like I was having the Lizzo religious experience at all times. Yeah. Um, one thing that I mentioned yesterday was feeling a little bit um, disappointed um, in the efforts that I tried to I've tried to put together another chunky dunk for the mm-hmm. summer. Um, And I know, like, not everyone who listens to this podcast is obviously local, so it probably doesn't matter to you. Um, But that was something that we talked about at the last one. Like, oh, yeah, we're totally going to do another one. And uh, it just hasn't been able to come together. Not for lack of trying. Yeah, exactly. And and this isn't like we you we could host another chunky dunk Mm -hmm. like the one we did previously, which is at a community center. And, you know, like kids can come there's no adult beverages no like no like great amount of food or anything like that we could do that again but what we were talking about doing is doing one that was more like the shrill like which was requested yes yeah people wanting that experience right and unfortunately that's just not possible where we live Um, yeah i don't know for any of you who don't live in the pacific northwest because we didn't grow up here right you know like in the south there's enough outdoor public pools. Oh, sure. That we can rent one out. Here, most of the pools are indoor, and understandably so because there's only 
really like maybe eight to ten good weeks of warm weather where you would want to be outside in a pool. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just makes more sense for all the pools to be indoor. And it also makes a lot of sense that um, there's not a whole lot of like people having their own pools at their homes, like private pools, because... You know, there's just no reason to have outdoor pools here. Um, So it's just, um, yeah, a lot of factors have played into that. But I bring that up just to say that, like, I've been feeling a little bit of like, fuck, am I letting the community down? Am I, you know, just that fear of what you were talking about, Amanda, it gets to me of the like, Okay, I have an obligation to do this. Well, not really. I mean, yes, I am a part of the community and I have an obligation to participate in the community. But if something's just not possible, I don't have an obligation to kill myself over it. No. You know? Mm -mm. When I even think like, and we've never talked about this on the podcast, so I, I think it's important to talk about it. You know, we tried to do a YouTube channel. That's true. And um, we, you know, Erin um, and her husband invested money in a camera and which was for another project that he was doing, too. Um, but like we, you know, Erin, like set up this space in her house, um, you know, and every time like we were we tried to record, it just felt like something went wrong with yeah. the recording. Um which became, which becomes really emotional and it becomes like that feeling of like you're defeated like by technology and like why, like it's, and it's just one more thing that we have to like do, which we thought it would be, I think we thought it would be really easy to do. Yeah. And we, and for all I know, we're making it more complicated. I don't know. (laughs) But like what we were doing didn't quite work out and it just became to where like we're getting together to do this and it's something else to keep up with something else to set up and then all of a sudden like you know because Erin is our he she is like the editing the tech person she has all the tech so she carries all the tech and she edits all our episodes and then all of a sudden like you know what I witnessed was Erin getting really like feeling defeated and like that that is not something that either of us wanted associated with the podcast. I was like, if this is too much for us, like, then let's not do this right now. It doesn't mean that like, we are not going to ever do it, but it's like at this very moment, like organically speaking, we're not being organic. Yeah. Like we were just trying to like do something different and it didn't quite land. Yeah. Um, we just weren't ready. No, exactly. And that's okay. And that, and that is okay. And I think in the same way, talking about like that feeling of guilt um, or that obligation to the community. Um, I th- it's understandable because I think we, we all, like, we know it's important. We know, like, community is so big. Um, and just being in community with fat people has been so healing and beautiful and wonderful. And I love it every time it happens. So it's like we want to create more of those experiences. And at the same time, like, it's not just on us. You know, like, I think that everybody like and I get that, like people have different abilities, they have different privileges, they have different means. um, But everybody is part of this. Yep. And I think that the more that like people were able to lean on each other, you know, the better we're all going to be moving forward. But yeah, we have to, I think, especially like when you're doing something for fun, and this is not our way of making money, like, 
we have to think about like what's best for us. And it's much in the same way for event planning or anything else. Like thinking about ourselves is okay. Yeah. Um, that makes me think I'm very excited to be relying on someone else in the community for next weekend. The PNW Fatitude group is putting on the yearly retreat and Amanda and I get to go this year for the first time. So excited. I'm so glad you brought like, that up. Holy moly, we're I'm just ready. Can it be next weekend yet? I know. I'm I know. Ready. Truly. <laughs> like I so Erin got in because Erin was like got on that like she immediately was like purchase ticket done and I was like well I don't get paid until next week so I'll wait till next week and then of course it's sold out in like 24 hours um so like which is amazing it's amazing yeah but like thank well, not thankfully I mean I guess for me it's thankfully <laughs> like somebody like a few people ended up like dropping out and so I actually got on I was on the wait list so I actually like got in so really exciting um and we've got other friends going that we know, and we're going to meet new people, I'm sure. So it's, it is really like, I'm excited. Yeah. We're carpooling. We're taking the <laughs> Erin's mom van. Woohoo! Yeah, and we were picking up how many? Are there be four people? Two other people. Two other yeah. people. Yeah, so four in your van. Yeah. So people we don't know, right? Yeah. That's exciting. Not yet. We may not get, we might get murdered, oh. or we might have best friends. Yeah. Yeah, those are the options. That's it. <laughs> or both, <laughs> right? But there's going to be workshops. There's going to be some like hiking and yoga hot and hot tubbing. It's, Karaoke. Oh, my God. Yeah. A bunch of yeah. fat babes just living their best lives. Yeah. I'm super excited. Yeah. And really grateful for the folks who have organized it all. Yeah. It's not easy to do something like that. No, it's not. It's really not. So, Yeah. And we had, I love the way Erin said this yesterday, because we had the, we had the pleasure of going to the spa with a group of fat babes. And Erin said that she's like, oh, this was like the perfect, like, uh, what'd you say? Like the prequel to the weekend? Yeah. You were like, it was like. The pre-retreat. Yeah. The yeah. pre-retreat before the retreat. Yeah. Um, so we live in an area where this, this place called the Olympus spa, um, which is like a Korean style, right? Mm -hmm. Korean style spa, women's, women's spa. Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, ba basically like you go in there, you get your little terry cloth robe on and then you rinse off and then you just like prance around like naked, naked, nudie, nudie. <laughs> <laughs> but like there's like these four like pools that you can you know do there's different temperatures and then there's different rooms with different temperatures so it's just relaxation all day long mm -hmm. they have an amazing little restaurant you can also do all types of services um erin got another scrub i got scrubbed she got scrubbed and then i had um a massage and a um basically like a mud wrap which was really funny and intense. And like, I went back into the womb, a muddy, muddy womb. Ooh, you got rebirthed. <laughs> I did. I did. Um, but like, yeah. And, but it would made it more fun is that we just had a few other gals join us and we just had ourselves a good old time walking around together in all our glory. Yeah. Eating the best food. Yeah. Oh my God. We ate so much food. It was so good. <laughs> so good. Um, but yeah, all of that is like 
the importance of community. And I, I think it was really cool because we didn't have, you know, we only had like a few other people come with us, which there was like, there was like no pressure. It was a no pressure event. It was like, whoever wants to come, come, we're here. Yeah. Um, and uh, if you want somebody for solidarity to go to a, you know, a nudie spa, like here's your solidarity. Yeah. Um, but it was really cool to get to know the girls that were there and like, I mean, like get to hear their stories and like stories that we didn't know before. So that's the beauty of the community. Yeah, just sitting in, sitting in ninety-seven degree water, with our bits out, with our bits out, and just connecting our, our with each bits. other, or sitting in a ninety-degree <laughs> room on a love sack, <laughs> digesting Korean food together. We definitely, after eating, like took over a room, <laughs> and Erin definitely drug a love sack from the the lounge area into the room so we could have two love sacks. Yeah, I did. Yeah, she did. Looking like the most mischievous little thing <laughs> as she dr- drug it in, and like so. Then there's like you know five babes just like hanging out in this like it's not a very big room. Yeah. And looking all these women looking out through the window trying to see if that room was available, and they're like nope, hard pass. And they just kept on going because we were like preoccupied. Yeah, but it was was really good. It was good. It was nice to like kind of feel. I felt like we were in a safe-ish space together. That like at least I felt like I could have some really good conversations and open up and be vulnerable and just connect. And um, I've really needed that. Yeah, lately. Yeah, like hardcore. I think. Um, yeah self-care is um something that we talk about so much recently but tomorrow tomorrow yesterday (laughs) um it kind of started hitting me um of how really like varied it is and how different it can look for different people um and feel and and how differently it can affect you and yeah so I kind of want to talk about self-care some more. Is that okay? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we talk about self-care a lot, obviously. And it's kind of a buzzword right now in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, <coughs> let's just start out with remembering um, it is it can be a very privileged thing as well. Yeah. Obviously, us going to a Korean spa yesterday was a super privileged thing. Because one, like... We had the day off. We could yeah. do it. We didn't have to work. Two, we could afford the entrance fee to yep. go do it. You know, we could. Yeah, we had transportation to get there. I don't think any of us do. Any any of us had kids. I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. Yeah. None of us have children. Yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely a huge privilege to be able to partake in that type of self care. Um, but there's so many different types of self care. Um, like self-care, I think a lot of times gets diluted in a similar way that like body positivity, mm-hmm. quote unquote, gets diluted Yep, and that it becomes like, oh, bubble baths and cupcakes is well, my self-care. Right. What's well, it's that whole like follow your bliss, mm-hmm. blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. So while yesterday was a lot of bubble baths and mango smoothies maybe instead of cupcakes you know yes for me that was part of self-care but I think probably the most 
impactful part of the self-care for me yesterday was being able to connect with other people. Um, and that probably maybe isn't true for everyone. Like maybe someone um, else, their self-care might look like going to the spa and not connecting with anyone and being able to just have some really good, solid alone time, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just one way things can look different. Um, one other thing that has to do with like comfort too, like, well, what I'm thinking about is like, um, when we go to a spa, I think that outside in most people think like, oh my God, like a spa, that sounds amazing, which yes, it is amazing. But there are other variables that come into play. Like, um, you know, I was, I was talking to the group last night about, you know, having hypervigilance and coming to the spa. I mean, I showed up on my own and, you know, I thought I, at first I thought I'm going to wait for Erin, but I was like, I really don't want to wait. I'm only waiting because I'm afraid because my hypervigilance kicks in when I'm alone. And then it's like, I feel really insecure and it's just that much harder to live in the world, to be in the world. Um, so I, but I went in on my own and went into the pool on my own, which is like, you ain't got nothing but a hairnet on when you get into the pools. Um, and I was really proud of myself but I have to also hold the fact that like to engage in the self-care, I had to also engage in some discomfort yeah. to get to that. And that, which is also, I believe part of the self-care, which I think is like kind the thing that people don't talk about is that, you know, self-care that, that, that helps you grow can be vulnerable and uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like connecting with people like that's vulnerable. And so like the risk is that, you could have connected with somebody and they would have been like, you know, weirdo or some shit like that. Right. Yeah, exactly. And then Mm -hmm. it's like that, that's how it can backfire. But, you know, instead, like we all took a risk. We all showed up in the space. We all, you know, were proud and taking up space in our bodies and the pools. And then we all like sat at tables and shared food and shared stories and connected. Yeah. Yeah. And that's vulnerable. Yeah. And it wasn't, wasn't easy. No, Mm-mm. not at all. Because besides from Erin, you know, I don't really know any of the other people that showed up. I mean, I know of them and I've gotten to know them a little bit, but not a lot. So it's, yeah, it's challenging. Yeah. I'm so glad that you um, said that because I think, yeah, you're right. We think of self-care as this just like, oh, super comfortable, relaxing warm fuzzy thing um and that's not necessarily true when we talk about really actually what self-care is yeah like if you were to give a definition of self-care what would you say just like the general definition yeah yeah like yeah self-care well i'm trying to think you can't ask a therapist what the definition of self-care is (laughs) do you want me to give what i think mine is yes please in this moment, because uh-huh. I, I always give myself the room to change uh-huh. tomorrow. I right, might right. think something different. In this moment, I think self-care at its core is an attitude or a commitment to um, caring for oneself in all the different ways that one might need that maybe have a tendency to go by the wayside when someone is involved in maybe working a lot or caring for another person a lot. So things like, for me, 
Um, self-care is making sure that I have comfortable shoes. Mm-hmm. Right? Because that's something that I, that often will fall by the wayside for me mm-hmm. when things get busy or I'm not thinking about it. I don't take care of the comfort of my feet. And then honestly, I suffer for it later. Yeah. Or self-care for me is taking vitamins because mm-hmm. they make me feel better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they just make me feel better every day. Or self-care for me is brushing my teeth. Yeah. Or self-care for me is saying no to going out Friday night because I've had a long fucking week yeah. and I just want to veg on the couch. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I like that definition. <clears throat> I was trying to think like, how would I word self-care? But I, I, I'm like, I guess self-care to me is like the, the daily things that we do to nourish our, our body, mind, spirit. Mm. And I think how that looks, like you said, like it changes day to day you know it can be as small as I need to brush my teeth which when you said that I was like oh that resonates with me because there was a time in my life when I never brushed my teeth at night I was just like it's not important mm-hmm. just that disconnect you yeah. know like this and even like now the thing that I'm working on because now I floss like a million times a day and brush my teeth and all <laughs> that jazz um is like washing my face like that's something I'm trying to get better at doing is washing my face and I have a little scrubby scrub thing and I scrub it and I like the way my face looks and feels when I wash it, which I don't wear makeup, which I think that's been like my justification for not ever doing it. <laughs> but um, yeah, washing my face is a, is a new one that I'm trying to develop. Um, um, hashtag thank you Jonathan Van S because he talks about like SPF and cleaning your face a lot and I'm always like yeah 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 I need to do st- <laughs> damn it yeah I need to do stuff like that but and but even and even your example um, about like staying home instead of going out something that Rachel said yesterday that I want to share with the masses is this concept that she called sun guilt hmm. You're, that was so good. Oh, and it's so true yeah, here. It's a good word for something that I've felt for a long time and I've never been able to really put words to it. Because I think the stereotype is that when it's sunny here in Seattle, like which, you know, we have the most beautiful sunny days that you have to go out and do something to capture that sunny day because, honey, it's going to be fleeting. It's not yeah. going to be here forever. Seize the day. Seize the day. Right. Carpe diem or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> YOLO. Whatever some shit. FOMO. FOMO. <laughs> Are we just making up words? No, I don't know. Probably. But like. But so she said that sun guilt is when you feel guilty because you didn't go out and seize the day, essentially, um, on a beautiful, sunny Seattle day. But for real, like, just because it's sunny outside doesn't mean I had an easy week or an easy day. It doesn't mean that, like, for me, like, that I'm not, like, super exhausted, triggered, hypervigilant. So, like... There are days when I want more than anything to like, I think, oh yeah, recently Erin invited me to a park. She was like, hey, come, like, I'm at this park, it's near your house, like, if you want to come, come over, bring your dog, we can like hang out for, and I hadn't seen Erin in like two weeks. So I like, there was this part of my brain that was like, yes, go. But then there was this other part of my brain that was like, you are so tired. 
if you go, like you are so, you've been so edgy, so hypervigilant, you would be so exhausted and pissed off when you got home because you're not taking care of yourself. And so I told her, no, even though like, do I always want to be with Erin? Yes. I always want to be with Erin. So like saying no is hard, mm-hmm. especially when it's like the benefit is that I get to see Erin. But then the other part for myself is that I'm not going to be well. Like I will feel mentally more unstable. And so having that priority, it's uncomfortable because like I have to go home and like be with myself and, you know, kind of like veg out or watch TV or like just sleep or whatever, which doesn't sound near as fun as being outside with my friend and my dog. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, like, making some hard decisions. Yeah, but I think also that people on the outside might be like, well, if you went outside with your dog, you would feel better. Mm, but that's what that's yeah. what people say, though. Yeah, like the guilt. Yes. Know? It's like the guilt and the shame of, like, this is what self-care looks like. You know, take your ass outside and you'll, be, you'll feel better. Yeah. And it's like, <clears throat> that's not how hypervigilance works, honey. Right. Like that's and that's where it's like having mental illness can change the way that you do self-care because that changes the way that you relate to your environment. Son, no son. If you feel like shit going outside when you're hypervigilant, when you feel like your surroundings are unsafe is is not going to make you feel better. Exactly. No, 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 no. Yeah. Self-care when you have mental illness, self-care when you live in a body that's larger self-care when you live in a body that's different from a a lot of the people around you looks so different self-care can look like you need to have a shower chair in your shower because Mm -hmm. standing for the shower takes too many spoons every day right you know um takes too much energy for you so you have a shower chair and there's no fucking shame in that that is self-care for you Ash from the Fat Lip Podcast did an mm-hmm. episode on like this type of like like basically like a basically like stuff that you need for like a fat like being fat and having a making a house comfortable. Oh yes, that was such a good episode. It was a really good episode. So. Please everyone go check that episode out. It was so good and informative. Yeah, Ash did a hell of a lot of work in putting together. Like, all these recommendations and lists and ideas for things in your home. Yeah. There were a couple things that um, I had hoped that she would talk about, but that she didn't. But I'm sure she's getting a lot of feedback and we'll probably have more to talk about in another episode, too. So, yeah, definitely go check out the Fat Lip Podcast to hear about, like, things you can do in your home to make it actually work for you. And I loved, like, she kept saying... Your home is not anyone else's home. <laughs> yes. Your home does not need to look like anybody else's yeah. home. And no, it was so good. And to take that even further, your self-care does not need to look like anybody else's self-care. Amen. Hallelujah. Sasha Flute. <laughs> <laughs> my savior. My goddess and savior, Our, Sasha Flute. Lord and savior, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyways... Yes, yes, that's so good. Um, another thing that I've been thinking about, and mm-hmm. especially yesterday when we were all together, is um, this idea of community care. 
Yeah. And not necessarily as opposed to self-care, but alongside self-care. Same more, same more. Um, so this idea of community care, I think, has started to come up because, again, self-care can be a really privileged thing. Mm. Um, you may not be in a place in your life where, where self-care is possible or attainable for you. That just may be the reality of your life. And that is the reality for a lot of people. Um, And I think it's really important for us to recognize that. And especially then when we start thinking about this idea of community care. So where community care is different is it's, um, I feel like it's more, the onus is more on the community to come around someone and care for them in the ways that they cannot care for themselves. Yeah. Um, just like for me, I felt like it was a beautiful moment of community care that probably that community of four other women at the spa didn't know that they were providing for me, but I needed that community care last night. Mm. I needed that company at the spa. I needed that solidarity for my own wellness yeah um and it it wasn't something that i could have gotten by myself yeah it wasn't something that could have been achieved by a day alone at the spa because i did that a month ago and it didn't (laughs) work out Mm -hmm. i spent a day there by myself you know and when in fact what i needed was the people around me um seeing me and hearing me and holding me um yeah, so I'm curious what your thoughts about community care are, because I know, like, we briefly mentioned it on the podcast mm-hmm. um, before, but you and I haven't talked really in depth about it. Girl, we are social creatures. Yeah. We need each other, like, for real, real. Um, our brains, you know, our physiology thrives, it grows in community, um, not having community, like... Um, you know, like the most serious form of abuse is neglect because it will mm. physically shrink your brain. Mm. Like you will not develop as a person. And if you think that that can't happen as an adult, you'd be wrong. Like that shrinking, that neglect um, has really big and real consequences for our physiology. Um, so that, yeah, the experience of community is huge. I think what's heartbreaking, and this is what this is where my brain goes. I think about community care because I'm with you and I agree with you. And then I just think about the barriers, all the barriers that exist for community care, um, especially around. Um, I mean, like practically speaking, like mobility can be a barrier. Yeah, you know, being able to like be mobile um, to more public spaces or just like gathering spaces, um, but then also just being like depressed. You know, um, which is like, you know, going to the spa by yourself, like maybe that sounded like a good idea, but wasn't really what you needed. Right. But it was harder to say, like, hey, can somebody come with me? Yeah. Right. Because in that in that sense, well, we, we all do that. Like I'm using this as you as an example, but I do that majorly. Like and I know so I think everybody does, to be honest, at some level. Um, it feels safer to go inward. And to just stay isolated, um, then it is to go outward. For sure. Because going outward, letting other people see you, um, is really pain. Can be really painful. Yeah. Yeah. 
So it's so much riskier. It is. So I think community care has the added. So it's like where like self care, like the, the examples of like brushing your teeth or washing your face, like that is individual and has less barriers uh, potentially. But then when it comes to community care, that has more barriers because it requires more energy. Yeah. Because to actually be in community means that you have to show up or you have to create and then show up. Like, so create an event and then show up to the event. Mm -hmm. Like, and then if you're hosting an event, you have to create, show up and then host. Mm -hmm. Like it requires a lot of energy. Um, So I think. Or it's being the person that always reaches out. Right. Exactly. And that's where it's like showing up. Like, I think showing up in general is always the hardest part. Because even if you create an event, you still have to show up to the event, right? Mm -hmm. And if you don't create it and you're just there to participate, like showing up, Mm -hmm. it's so hard to show up. I had so much anxiety yesterday going into the spa. Part of it was like, I'm ready for this. Like, but I was ready for everybody to be there. (laughs) You know, I was, I mean, I didn't know who else was going to come. I mean, besides from like, for sure you were coming, Mm -hmm. but it was like, um, I was ready for the for the crew, but me going in by myself, I was like, <sighs> it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. Um, and that but that I think that's a positive example of community is that community um, makes us stronger. Yeah. When we feel insecure, alone, community has a way of, you know, showing us that we're not alone and that they can help you. You know, whether that's walk across the floor uh, in, in your in your uh, your birthday suit to a pool, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, or, you know, just be there with you when you're one on one talking about hard things like, you know, having community um, can be endlessly healing in those moments. Yeah, I think it's in my mind, the risks um, of community care versus self-care are greater mm-hmm. but the rewards are greater too oh yeah so absolutely yeah i um yeah as you were talking about that i was thinking too of just i i wonder if some of this um kind of hype around self-care and this obsession with self-care um, isn't maybe related to our society's fear of community because we are so focused on the individual yeah, and the individual being able to, like you said, pull themselves up by their bootstraps, right? Yeah. You know, please take care of yourself so that we don't have to worry about you so that we don't have to expend time or energy or thought mm-hmm. and you take care of yourself. You're a self-made person you're a self-cared person, you know? Yeah. And how, just like you said, we are meant to be in community. We were not meant to do all of it by ourselves. When I think it's so much easier too to be like, when somebody is in pain to tell them, well, you know, go for a walk. Right. You know, um, read this book, read this book. Yeah. Like to give a solution Yeah, is also very individualistic. To be in community means that we got to sit in some pain. Yeah. Like we got to hold space for some shit. Yeah. And not leave. And that is a high calling in community. 
it's a beautiful calling and it's something that all humans are capable of if given the opportunities to learn that they're capable of it. Yeah. Right. Um, but it's, um, it's challenging to be in those spaces because, you know, and I think if I could like give any like direct advice to people who are like, you know, awkward little butterflies, like, you know, me or you are that that we can be sometimes in social settings is that you don't have to say anything. Like when somebody tells you something really heavy, like you just not being like, well, gotta go. Bye. (laughs) You just not disappearing (laughs) from the hemisphere speaks volumes. Yeah. And that's really like all most of us need is just somebody to just like sit there and be like, wow, that fucking sucks. Yeah. Like that's really hard. And let's eat some damn fried rice together. Yeah. Like you're not scaring me. Like your feelings are not overwhelming me. You're not too much for me. And that's immensely powerful. You don't have to have a solution. And I think, I don't know, that to me is like a barrier. It's something I have to remind myself of too. Even I, I'm a therapist, but I feel like I'm more likely to try to offer solutions to people. Yeah. Because that's. that's, your job. Well, it's like most of my, actually my job is to sit in those difficult spaces most of the time. Mm, That's true. (laughs) Yeah. But like when I'm with people, it's like, I don't want to fucking do this. I don't want to sit in spaces. Sometimes I just want to like give somebody a solution and just wipe my hands of it and go on because, you know, we get tired, but you know, that's not what the world needs. You know, I mean, like, it's just, even if we're tired, I think we get more tired because we believe that we're supposed to do something else. Mm. And it's like, no, just, just keep sitting. Mm. It's okay. It's okay. We kind of wind ourselves up thinking, I don't have the, I don't, I don't have the expertise to solve this for you or I don't have the resources to yeah. give you or I don't have blah, yeah. blah, when really all you need to have is you, the the time and space to sit there. You, honey. So that's it. Yeah, I think that's so good. I just I think what really made me want to talk about this today is I kind of I want a little bit of um, accountability. Mm. <laughs> So I'm saying this to the world and that, um, I want to do community care better. I like personally, that's something that I want to focus on mm-hmm. right now. And, um, I guess I'm also inviting other people to think about how they can do community care better right now. What, what can you do in your community, whether that's your community of four friends or your community of, you know, all the fat folks in Seattle, or, you know, who, who is your community and how can you do community care? Um, when it's definitely much more risky and much harder and more time consuming, but so much more important right now. And for real, like, amen, hallelujah, Sasha flute to everything you just said. Um, if you're sitting there listening to this and you hear that little voice that says like, this isn't for me. Like I have, like, I don't, what do I have to offer? You know, like maybe, you know, your mobility isn't great. Maybe you don't have a lot of money. Maybe like, you know, like there's, there's so many barriers that you're probably like seeing and holding and Mm -hmm. you're not seeing like 
what value you have, but I promise you, like, all of us have value. All of us have something to offer, even if it's just sending, like, a text message or just a letter. Mm. Like, we can go as old school as you want here. Send a fucking pigeon with, like, a note around its foot, whatever, just out (laughs) into the world that says, like, like, hi, I'm thinking of you. Yes. I care about you. I love you. You're important to me. I just want you to know you mean a lot to me. Like, it can be the smallest thing. Yeah. Community care doesn't have to be an event every time. No. It doesn't even have to be in person every time. No. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Nope. And everybody can do it. Every single one of us can do it. And no matter how many barriers are surrounding us, like, yeah. there's a way... And I I totally know that feeling of, like, not seeing the forest for the trees or whatever. Yeah. Um, It feels impossible. It does feel impossible. um, Because it's not easy. No, it's not. If we're being honest, it's not easy at all. Look, like, pain and trauma and barriers and um, any, any hardship we're going through takes away our belief that we have options. Yeah. It takes away our frontal lobe reasoning our creative thinking our re- like all of that like that is all happening up in our frontal lobe and we can't do it when we're overwhelmed it's yeah. much much harder it's not we can't do it it's much much harder um but this is where like take a moment take a breath and s- just think of something different small and like it doesn't have to be anything dramatic, but it's like you know anything that you're facing, you know it doesn't they make it go away. It's not like that you know like if you got the bills to pay, you got the bills to pay. Right. But it doesn't mean that you can't take like five minutes to just breathe. Yeah. You know, and it's like, and then how do you take those like another five minutes or another minute and just tell somebody else to do the same thing? Like, it sounds, I feel, and when we get into, like, this type of self-care, I always feel like it sounds superficial, and it sounds like, <laughs> like, yeah, like, this, like, oh, it's, it's silly, but, like, we're talking about small incremental changes right. that physically change your brain. Yeah. I understand that it sounds ridiculous, and I understand that it sounds really cheesy. Like, when we, when I basically teach it in therapy, like, I always make fun of it a little bit, because it's, like... It's gotten a really bad reputation in our world Yeah, that like taking five minutes to breathe is like, you know, it doesn't solve anything. I'm not saying it's going to solve no. anything. <laughs> taking five minutes to breathe is just good for your body. We're not trying to solve things. We're no. trying to survive things. Right. Yeah. And sometimes <laughs> that's like what you got to do. But it's like when you take those five minutes to breathe, like it's crazy what it does for your brain. Mm. Like it will actually open up your frontal lobe. To where, like, you're like, oh, maybe I'm not going to die at this very moment as I'm freaking out. Yeah. Like, oh, maybe there is this other option. Or maybe there's not another option. But at least that belief that I'm not going to die, you know, it's, it really is. through the next five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Because sometimes that's all we have. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, um... Yeah, I just really appreciate this conversation and thinking deeper about this. And and yes, I really am asking for accountability in this. Mm. And 
and I'm inviting you to join me, you know, if that feels like a challenge, cool. Maybe that, that means we can help each other along because it feels like a challenge to me too, but it's something that, um, I'm finding I need. So I want to offer it more and more too, because I think what I have found is, is when there's something that I feel I deeply need, I find that I'm not alone in that. And so if I'm able to start offering it, maybe I'll find the people who can give it to me too. Mm. Um, That's true. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. So self-care, community care. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like this um, was a helpful conversation for me. So thanks for sharing your, your perspective on this, Amanda. I always appreciate it. I appreciate you. And it feels good so to be much. back together. Yeah, it does. Really does feel good. I'm happy. I'm happy that we're together again. I'm happy that we're going to get to spend next weekend together. I'm sure we'll come back on the mic with lots of thoughts and feels about that weekend. And we're excited to share it with you. Yeah. And just excited to share everything with you because we love you. We do love you. You bunch you fat faces. All you fat fucking faces. <laughs> Seriously, we love you so much. We like do. you constantly um have been a source of joy and um um comfort for us, but also like you push us and you yeah. encourage us and you like yeah. You're amazing just the way you are. Ooh, we just had a pop singer come up in here yep. and sing on the yep. mic. Was that Justin Timberlake? Who sings that song? I don't know. I don't know either. Is that NSYNC or Backstreet Boys? Oh, girl. I don't know. I think you went too far. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to, like, love our people. Just trying to love our people so hard right now. Oh. Uh, well, thanks for listening, everyone. Have a beautiful day, and while you're on, you know, enjoying your beautiful day, if you have a moment, take a, take a, take a breath, and then you know, subscribe, review, whatever you'd like to do. But you know, the more that you give us little reviews on the iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast, it helps draw the circle wider. Draw that circle wide. Thanks, everybody. We love you so very, very much. Bye.